Hey, it's just another Mailbag Monday, and you were curious about if this offseason was a success or a disappointment in our opinion, so we'll share our opinions. What games do the Angels need to win in 2023 in order for them to make the playoffs? We're going to look at the schedule, and we'll give you our thoughts, and... The Angels seem to be in on Gary Sanchez, so what does that mean for Logan Ohapi? It's time to get Locked On with Mike and John, and this is Locked On Angels. You are Locked On Angels, your daily Los Angeles Angels podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And as always, thanks for making Locked On Angels your very first listen of the day. Every show is free and available on all platforms like Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And the best way to help us out is by giving us a rate and a review. And those watching on YouTube, make sure that you're subscribed and click the bell to be notified every time a new episode drops. And today's episode is brought to you by our new friends at FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On Angels. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked on today to get started. Hey friends, John and Mike, aka the Super Halo Bros are here with you. And before we begin today's Locked On Angels, where it's your team every day, uh, I just wanted to take a moment, we both do, to just recognize uh, the incident that occurred on Saturday night in Monterey Park. As some of you know, I'm in the LA area, and so this hits very close to home. Uh, those celebrating the Chinese New Year were attacked at a dance club, a dance studio in Monterey Park. And so we just wanted to take a moment and recognize those who listen to us in Southern California and, of course, across the country and across the world. We know we have a lot of listeners in the Southern California area, in the L.A. area. And so Mike and I, we want you to know that our hearts go out to you, our our prayers go out to you. We are thinking of you and our support is behind the AAPI community who's faced a lot of hard times in the last few years. And this is just yet another incident that breaks our hearts, and we want you to know that we are with you 100%, and uh, we hope that our little show, our silly show, can provide some reprieve for 30 minutes, and you can take off your take your minds off of the things that you know are difficult, uh, just to have some fun with us, and so we hope that we can do that for you today as we get into today's Mailbag Monday, but again, our hearts, our prayers, our thoughts are with you and the members of the AAPI community. Um, Mike and John are with you. Well said, Johnny. We believe that God's close to the brokenhearted, and so we are close to the brokenhearted today. Uh, and, and to pivot from that, it, it can be hard to pivot from something sure. so heavy like that. But it is a Mailbag Monday, and it's a special edition Mailbag Monday because, Johnny, is there something you'd like to say to me? It is. In fact, uh, Come on. let me reach over Come here. On. here. Um, happy birthday, Michael. Uh, <laughs> so glad that you were born, my older brother. I'm so happy. Uh, for you, happy birthday to you. Uh, it is Mike's birthday today. I got this uh, from when the church celebrated your 20 years at the 20 church. 20 years. Yeah, and those um, on the audio side, it's a it's a fat head of me. I have a fat head already, but yeah. it is a fat head This is not life-size, believe it or not. Not life-size. Well, size. actually, if you put it up to the screen, it matches my face. <laughs> <laughs> put it about, about here. Yeah, there you go. There it is. Oh, my gosh. Happy birthday to you, my friend. And uh, we're also celebrating a uh, Niners victory on Sunday. We are big 49er yep. fans. Kittle, Sarah Mieta is how he uh, rolls and so, so good uh, so good enough nonsense let's get into mailbag let's monday get into it and yes. our first voicemail mike hey guys i just listened to the otani episode i have to say you turned a very pessimistic angel fan to a slightly 
less pessimistic, maybe optimistic Angel fan that we could find Shohei. But my biggest concern and the reason I don't think he signs isn't what the media is going to say. Isn't that he wants to go play for a winner, even though he has said that. Or not play for another winner, but play for a winner. He wants to win is what he's implied. If you're a Tony and you're looking at the Angels, you're getting a new owner. You don't know the future of your manager. You don't know the future of your GM. And if you're Otani, with new ownership coming in, unless you get assurances or you see that and understand that those guys are returning, there's a clear vision. They're going to lay out exactly what the map is for this offseason, who they're going to get this offseason, who they're going to target next offseason, whatever. There's got to be a plan for Otani to see, like, hey, I know who I'm going to play for. I know the game plan if you're going to re-sign with the Angels. Yes, the Angels can afford him, but that's the ultimate, that's the big thing is, who am I going to play for? Because I do not think a year from now, Perry is the GM, nor is still the manager. And the other thing, guys, you're crazy if you think he's going to get 10 years, or sorry, $500 million. The only way that happens is if it's over like 13 years, because Trout was 12 420 and that was the record. He'll break that, but it's likely to be 10 420 430 He's not going to break it by $80 million. Uh, that's all I can Can't wait to listen to Monday's show. Wes from Tustin, thanks for giving us a call, man, and thank you for sharing your concerns following up our conversation from last Friday, Mike, about the Shohei Otani, oh, he's going to go with another team, where's he going to end up? You know, we're doing our best to prepare listeners for what they're going to hear all season long, and so that was a necessary conversation. So Wes had some valid concerns, I believe. He was concerned about, like, Otani's uncertainty with the Angels in terms of What's the ownership going to be? What about Phil Nevin and Perry Manassian? And what's the off-season game plan? Mike, do you want to address some of those concerns that Wes has about Otani and those things? First of all, high-five Wes because he came strong. He came with respect. He came with concerns. Like, that's how you have a conversation about sports. So, Wes, you're now my new (laughs) favorite Locked On listener. Thanks for giving us a call. (laughs) Here's the thing that we know. Mike Trout has already indicated that he has been in contact with Perry Manassian and really likes the moves. And Perry has also said that he has spoken to Anthony Rendon and Shohei Otani. So Shohei is already in on how this team is progressing and coming Mm -hmm. together for this season. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that's a benefit to the Angels. Now, Wes, you don't think that Perry is going to be there and neither will Phil Nevin. I agree with you if this is a losing season. I Mm -hmm. think that we won't see Phil next year and possibly not see Perry. And Otani if it's a losing season. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. And so I, I, I agree with you if it's a losing season. I just don't think it's going to be a losing season. I think that Perry has put together a really great team here, and Otani has been able to speak into that. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that actually is a plus on the Angel side and for Angel fans rather than wondering if he's going to be around. It sounds like he's been a part of helping this team come together and giving wisdom and giving ideas. And so I'm more optimistic, and I'm glad that you're a little bit more optimistic. I really appreciate the questions. I do think that the future ownership is a question that is a concern. And if these owners are great leaders, they're going to come in and they're immediately sitting down with Shohei and they're they're clearing the way for where they're going, what they're going to spend, how they're going to spend it, and they're offering a contract to him. And I think that they need to make some decisions on Perry and his contract and Phil, depending on how this season goes, and perhaps like the trade deadline. They need to make mm. those decisions on if they're going to extend them or not and give them a game plan for what might the offseason look like after this season. And I think before 
before we even know what the season does. I think the owners need to say, here's what we're going to do if we lose. Here's what we're going to do if we win. Mm -hmm. We're hoping we can win. But I think clarity, clarity, clarity is actually going to be helpful. So I agree with you there. I just don't think this is going to be a bad season. Because it's not going to be a bad season, I don't think that Perry's going anywhere and quite possibly Phil's going anywhere. Is Otani worth $500 million? Wes's second question there. Look, Max Scherzer at age 37 got $43.3 million. Justin Verlander at age 40 got $43.3 million. Mike Trout is, of course, earning $35.5 million right now. Xander Bogarts just signed a deal at age 30 for $25 million a year. And somebody who gets compared to Otani often in terms of hitting is Matt Olson, a left-handed bat. At age 28, he signed that deal, and he's going to be getting $22 million a year. Uh, so, so, Wes, I got to push back on, is Otani not going to get $500 million over 10 years? If he's worth those two players, if, if he's mm. a Max Scherzer and a Matt Olson, that's more than... $50 million a year. And, sure. and if you divide what he does at the plate and on the mound, I think he's worth 25 each. And so to me, it adds up to $500 million, especially the kinds of contracts that we're seeing, especially after this offseason with all the shortstops and the fact that Scherzer and Verlander, who are over the hill in terms of age in baseball, but still being productive, earning yeah. $43.5 million a year. I know those are shorter deals, but still the annual value is 43 and a half. It's kind of crazy. Mike, right. let's go to another voicemail. This one, it, it's going to make you sad, and uh, it made okay. me sad, so here we go. <laughs> uh, my name is Barbara, and um, I live in Florida now. I used to live in L.A. I enjoy your show, but this is not one I don't think you want to broadcast because um, I'm turning to the Yankees. The thing is, I don't, you know, I like Perry Manassian but he's in a peculiar situation. First of all, I don't think that Shohei Otani, he will sign, it depends who buys them, period. Um, the other thing is, I just don't think you can win, and I know you can't win without a legitimate shortstop picking hit, somewhat. Um, also, and I don't know why no anyone goes after Elvis Andrews, but uh, not that he's the solution, but he could be a stopgap. Also, they need another pitcher, and um, they can use some more relief help. Uh, of course, they can see what, what the spring brings, and of course, there's the July deadline. So I expect things to happen, but uh, I've just been a fan too long, and uh, you guys are a little bit too enthusiastic for me sometimes, but I, I do enjoy your folks. Thanks. Barbara from Florida. <laughs> what a compliment. <laughs> Thank you for giving us a call. Barbara, I'm so sad to lose you in your Angel yeah. fandom because yeah. I feel like... I would love to catch a game with Barbara, Mike. She seems oh, awesome. Oh, absolutely. She tells it like it is. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Barbara, I appreciate that wisdom, and I appreciate your pushback, and we're probably a bit too enthusiastic. We're just longtime fans. I would have a question for you. How do you turn it off? Like, I can't move to a different mm, team. That's the problem with yeah. me being an Angel fan, is yeah. I can't move to a different team. And and did I did I sense maybe a New York accent there? Because that's pro- I, yeah, that I, makes I, sense. <laughs> I heard that. So if you're going to go to the Yankees... Awesome. And and Barbara, if you leave, then who's going to push back on our unbridled enthusiasm? Right. We need somebody to push back on us. <laughs> well, look, I, I think she's totally right. Otani will stay depending on who buys them. Uh, as far as Elvis Andrews goes, I think that's still a possibility. It's not the most exciting move, but it's a possibility. You and I are actually pretty happy with somebody who can hit at shortstop, whether that's Drury or Urshela or Renifo yeah. or Fletch. I think Fletch will hit, as we talked about in our episode on why everyone's wrong about Fletcher. And then, you know, as far as being a fan too long, Barbara, we're with you. And like you said, we can't turn it off. But sticking with your team, especially a team like the Angels who have struggled the last 10 years. I mean, look, 
I'm wearing Kittle's jersey because I'm actually excited <laughs> about the 49ers for a change. Right. A long-suffering right. 49er fan who's watching his team go to the NFC Championship next weekend against the Eagles. That's going to be tough, but I'm excited right. that we're there. And I think that the long-suffering fandom is worth it. But Barbara, we're with you. We hope that uh, in some way you'll return to our halos. And let's catch a game, Barbara. I know you're in Florida, but if you're ever in town, hit us up. <laughs> oh, heck yeah. Hey, coming up on Lockdown Angels, we're going to talk about who might be the first prospect the Angels call up this season and when, and we're going to get to more of your voicemails and questions here in just a minute. Today's show is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. The NFL playoffs are here. Yes, they are. The Niners are in them. We're excited about that. And we're excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On Angels because they are the number one sports book in America. They are FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. New customers, if you join today, you can get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. So just sign up at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from the money line to the point spread to player props. Plus, you can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. That's fun to say. It's all on the app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So football fans, baseball fans, sports fans, don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get $150 in free bets, win or lose, at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Hey, thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen today. And for your second listen, you got to check out Locked On MLB Prospects with host Lindsey Crosby. He's a prospect encyclopedia. He's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. As we continue with Just Another Mailbag Monday, let's jump back to the voicemails, Johnny. Hi, it's Mark Gonzalez from San California. Um... Definitely disappointed in this uh, offseason. I think that the organization's in a lot of trouble due to the fact that the ownership is still undecided and there's um, a lot of unknowns. And, you know, when there's unknowns, the stock goes down, right? And it's unfortunate. I think there's just not enough depth in our in organization to to make a run this, this next year. I think it's going to be a couple years out. And hopefully the fans will be prepared to kind of <laughs> – wade through that and it's going to take a few years, I think, for this organization to, to really um, be competitive again. So that's my two cents. Hope you guys uh, have a good holiday. Uh, like, love your pod- podcast and your YouTube videos. Appreciate it. Thanks. Bye. Mark and San Dimas, thank you for leaving us your voicemail. There's some disappointment in Mark's voice in terms of the yeah. off season and just where mm. the halos have yet to go. And I understand, I think, from the perspective of There's some very obvious decisions that would have been nice to get, like shortstop. We should have had a game plan in terms of who's going to be there. We really haven't gotten that news from the Angels or Perry Manassian. You know, they made it very clear who the outfield is going to be, and I like the trades that they made. But but here's, here's where I think I would push back in terms of the disappointment. The 27 and 17 Angels at the beginning of last season 
won with Matt Duffy batting cleanup on opening day. They had Tyler Wade and Andrew Velasquez at shortstop, and they had a struggling Joe Adele, and yet they were still able to go 27-17. and 17. I understand right. that, you know, perhaps the Astros are still going to be the Astros. I think the Rangers did get better. I think the Mariners are still the Mariners of last year. They made some moves, of course. But, Mike, I, I think that the depth moves that we've added in terms of Urshela and Brandon Drury, having Luis Renjifo have a breakout season, David Fletcher coming back, uh, Levon Soto, we don't know what's going to happen with him, a defensive wizard with Andrew Velasquez. We don't go from an injured Anthony Rendon to Jose Rojas again. That was the most awful thing that could possibly happen. I've said it before. You go from tier A to tier D. You go to the bottom right. of the barrel. And and in terms of major league depth, I think it's there in the hitting because of who we added. Minor league depth, I'm not so sure about offensively who we could rely on if we had to. However, I think there's minor league depth in terms of the pitching, right? I think the pitching has Agreed. arm upon arm who can come up, and we'll stop. We'll talk about that a little bit later. And and he said there's a lot of unknowns, which I agree with. But here's what we do know: we know who we have in Taylor Ward now. We know who we have in Luis Renjifo. We know what we have in our young starting pitching. This is not a figure it out year for Reed Detmers, Patrick Sandoval, Jose Suarez. This is all right, guys. Put 2022 behind you, take all the growth that you experienced that season, and move forward. And finally, fortunately, ownership doesn't play this game. These guys are there to play baseball. And if you've ever been in a job where there's a management change and you're not sure what that's going to look like, the very least, you go out there and you do your job and you just keep doing it well. And I think that's what these guys are going to do at the end of the day. And here's the thing that we need to consider. The goal of the offseason was not what we wanted. The goal of the offseason was what Perry wanted. And what Mm -hmm. Perry wanted to do is get a major league roster that had depth. And he achieved that, John. He got exactly what he set out to do. We all thought he'd get a shortstop. We all thought that he'd get a frontline starting pitcher. We Mm -hmm. all thought that, which I understand then means that our unmet expectations cause disappointment. But Mm -hmm. Perry set out with the goal of adding depth and having this team be a major league team. No longer are we going to need to rely on somebody from the minor leagues that we're not sure about because we're not confident in them. We have major league players, and it's why they continue to look at major league players because Perry is continuing to build the middle of this roster. So in in looking at it from that view and not my view, that's why I look at it as a really successful offseason. Mm. But I can understand Mark's disappointment because if he looked at it as here's what the Angels needed to do and they didn't do it, I can understand why he's disappointed. Mm. But we have to have an optical flip here and understand that what Perry's goal was, was to build depth and have a major league roster. And he did exactly that. I like that. Hey, let's go to one more voicemail for this segment. Hey, John. Hey, Mike. This is Carson calling from Utah. I'm a huge Angels fan. Uh, started as a fan when I went to a spring training game and had the opportunity to be a bat boy for the Angels. So, gotta love the team. I love your show. Thank you for what you guys do. So, I had a quick question. So, with the Angels obviously going to the postseason, um, they need to win the critical games. I know you guys had an episode highlighting which games they should have won last year. 
Um, with that being said, have you guys looked at the Angels' 2023 schedule? And if so, which games or teams must the Angels win against in order to sneak into the playoffs? Anyway, I hope you guys have a great day, and I will continue to watch. Carson, calling all the way from Utah. Thanks for uh, giving us a call, leaving your voicemail. It's a great question. Yeah, it And is. I think to keep it simple, let's just look at like the start of the season, maybe the first three months, and just look at some okay. of the series that we have. Because, Mike, I think the important thing is, we got off to that 27 and 17 start. Then we ran into the Yankees and the Phillies and the Mets and a good Red yeah. Sox team. And June was insanely difficult. The end of March right. or the end of May and the beginning of June was when that losing streak happened. And we ran into some tough, tough teams. And yeah. of course, there were a lot of winnable games. But I, I compare last June to what we have on tap for this year, and I think our schedule is not as grueling. We play all the same teams, and That's good we do know. play a few more National League teams, but it's definitely not as grueling out of the gate as it was last season. But if yeah. you look at like March and April, May, June, what are some winnable series that you think see there Mike well we have three against the A's in the March April time frame and we also have three against the Mariners and if we're going to be successful winning against the West is something that we have been really adamant about we have to have a winning record against the teams in our division we've got three against the Blue Jays Nationals there's four against the Red Sox there's a couple of rough games I think against the Yankees and and possibly the Brewers the Brewers are going to be really good Hmm. but I think those games against the A's and against the Mariners and I would say the other four later on against the A's, those are games that I think are winnable. And those are the ones where I think we need to take three of four if it's a four-game series and two of three if it's a three-game series. Winning series is necessary, John. Mm -hmm. And so March and April, we need to win some series so that we can have some momentum moving into May. And in May, we have some really tough teams that we're playing. Yeah, the Cardinals are going to be a tough team. We finally see the Rangers and the Astros for the first time in the season. And, you know, the the Twins have added Carlos Correa again. They just got Pablo Lopez. We're uncertain about where the Red Sox are going to be, but I think May will be an interesting challenge because those yeah. are teams that we need to beat in terms of the Rangers and the Astros. And finally, in June, again, the Astros, we have four games against them to start off the, the month. Uh, the Cubs are going to be interesting because of what they've done. I think they're sneaky good this season. There's three games against them. Then it's Mariners, Rangers, Dodgers, of course, in June, which we always do. But fortunately, it's only two games at that point. But yeah. again, Astros, Mariners, Rangers, we really have to step it up and perform well against those AL West teams. And so we see them enough uh, in March, April, May, and June to get an idea of how this season is going to go. I think right out of the gate, the schedule is a lot easier than last year, but there are some crucial games against the AL West this season. Yeah, I look at uh, how we went 27-17. and 17. That's our first 44 games. So I'm actually going to be really paying attention to what happens in games 45-55 to 55 <laughs> because I think that those games are going to be pivotal because we can get off to a really great start. But I want to see what happens and if we can sustain that and p- perhaps even game 65. If we can run through those next 20 games and still remain above 500, I think that'll be key for the entire season. <laughs> Oh! 
As we continue today's episode, we got some rapid fire questions from Twitter and Instagram. And I like this one from Charlie Hess, who says, not really a question and more of a statement. Bandwagon fans are wanting a World Series now, when in reality, we just need to finish above 500 and maybe squeak in to the last playoff spot. I would call either a success. We're going into the right direction. It just takes time. I like Charlie's frame of mind there in the sense that, hey, forward progress is having a winning record, especially if you've been a fan of this team for a long time. But I also think that we don't need the World Series first place Angels uh, this season because the wild card is wide open and we were in the grips of that coming out of the gate last season. I think that's something that the Angels can do. Certainly, they may not be the championship caliber team that we want them to be, but anything can happen in the playoffs. And I think the Angels are able to get there, especially through a wild card spot. John, this one's from Twitter. It's at Michelle Cajun. She says, with the rumored interest in Gary Sanchez, uh, do they not think that Ohapi is MLB ready or are these just are these rumors just noise? Johnny, I think that what Perry is doing is something that I already mentioned, is he's getting major league players and mm-hmm. he's getting them now. Mm-hmm. And I think he wants to let these young guys marinate for maybe one more year or at least half a year mm. so that they can be ready to go at the end of the year or maybe perhaps next year. And having Gary Sanchez Sanchez on this team, along with Max Stassi, gives us two really good veteran catchers who have the potential to hit really well and hit with some power. Especially Sanchez. Right. They don't have a great high average, but they do have some power, and I think that you can find them a spot in this lineup where they can be successful. And I wouldn't be opposed to having Sanchez at least start the season and then to see what Ohapi does later on in the season. Hey, Datsun Catnip on Instagram said, which starting pitcher and bullpen piece would you all acquire if you had the choice? I'm going Andrew Chafin, a big lefty in the bullpen, and I want Edward Cabrera, Mike. I want him from the Marlins. Yeah. It's, now that we've talked about it a million times, that's who I'm rolling with. <laughs> Pick him up. Hey, uh, Brandon Harris, 17 on Instagram, said, Thoughts on Aaron Nola signing with the Halos next season? Oh, I think yeah. it all depends on if the Angels want to continue to compete or if they're going to do a complete rebuild and if Otani comes back, if they win this year. I think there's a lot of ifs, but I think that that would be a really great signing. And I know you're always in on Aaron Nola. You've been a fan for a long time. Yeah, he was very under the radar because he was on a struggling Phillies team last season. And so he didn't always get the wins that he deserved. Hey, that sounds familiar. Uh, Call Patrick Sandoval. (laughs) Patrick Sandoval. Him and Aaron Nola can have a conversation (laughs) about it. But if, if, if the Angels do lose their ace in Shohei Otani, I think Aaron Nola coming in would be a really great move. Hey, how about Aggie Nikki on Instagram? He said, who was the first prospect to get a call up this season, Mike? I think that it will be... Zach Neto. Zach Neto. <laughs> I want to say Zach Neto. I want to see him come up and play, man. I want to yeah. see that guy go nuts. I think if it's not going to be Zach Neto, then I could see it be some, being somebody like Kai Bush, okay. or maybe a Sam Bachman, or maybe a Ben Joyce. Yeah, one I was of those gonna say, guys, you better say uh, Ben Joyce. <laughs> yeah. Ben Joyce yeah. is easily the first guy getting called up, especially with that firepower of a fastball arm that he has. And so I think we'll see him in the bullpen fairly quickly as far as first call-ups go. Hey, Aaron Heldman on Twitter said, how many wins are the Angels going to have and thoughts on re-signing Matt Duffy? Don't think we need Duffy. We've got enough guys who can run that middle infield and play second base, third base, first base. Also, on paper, this team is 90-plus wins, Mike. And, yeah, and, I think so. And again, unfortunately, games are not played on paper, so anything could happen. But I think we're in a much better position than we were last season if injuries occur, if and when injuries occur. But I think this is a 90-plus win team on paper. 88 
reasonably, uh, I think, in terms yeah. of maxing out wins, but we'll see what happens there. What do you think of Invasion of Mike's question? After looking at the Angel promotions for the 23 season, they look pretty underwhelming and same-ish outside of a few things. If you guys ran the promotions team, what would you do differently and what themes and giveaways would you implement? I think they need to get creative, and this would be the season to get really creative because there is some, uh, uh, you know, not sure how they're gonna gonna perform. And so why not why not uh, a Jared Walsh cycle bobblehead? Where John? is that? That seems right. obvious, right? Right. Why why not do that? Or let, let me see. Uh, how about? Um, a Mike Trout or a Shohei Otani bobblehead and, and celebrating some of the things they did. Trout's well, I, seven home runs in a row or I something like that. I think that's like the that, issue, right? though, is it's all it's all Otani and Trout. And while we love them, I mean, yeah. give some love to guys like Jared Walsh who right. ha- hit for the cycle. What about Reed Detmer's no-hitter bobblehead night or yeah. a poster? Yeah. I remember when Trout got or his cycle. Or a shirt. Yeah, yeah. When, when Trout got <laughs> right? his first cycle, I got a sweet poster and it was the graphic of him reaching over at, at at Orioles Park, catching that out and robbing that home run. We need more of that. We need to celebrate the other players. And, and this is why, you guys, that the fan feedback emails and surveys that we get are so important. Because yeah. obviously we're telling them how much we love Shohei and how much we love Trout. But I also feel like if we want more bobbleheads or representation of the other players on the team... We really got to let them know. I mean, gosh, Peter Borges got a bobblehead, and right. that, you yeah. know what I mean. And yeah. and people love that, and I think that's important to celebrate those other players as well. So again, I think our feedback is really important. Take those surveys seriously, and we need to celebrate more of the guys on the team. Yeah, and we have one last question from our friends at Locked On A's. Hey. Who is gonna win the Royal Rumble? In my opinion, John is long-term storytelling is always the best way to go. And if they want a WrestleMania moment, then it's gotta be Sami Zayn who's fighting Roman <laughs> Reigns at WrestleMania. If it doesn't go in that direction, I think that they're ridiculous because that's the story everybody cares about. What do you think? Royal Rumble winner is going to be Cody Rhodes. Well, thanks for making Locked On Angels and Locked On WWE uh, your first listen every single day. Now, for your second listen, check out the Locked On MLB Prospects show with our friend Lindsey Crosby. He's got information on all the prospects, goes deep on the stars of tomorrow, and his uh, podcast is available, and it's free wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, give us a follow on Twitter at LockedOnAngels and on Twitter and Instagram at SuperHaloBros. We'd love to hear from you there and connect with you on social media. Hey, Mike, I know that there was an article the other day about the Angels World Series and when they would win it. Tell us more about that because that's what we're going to talk about on Wednesday, right? Yeah, Wednesday we're going to talk about how MLB.com said, predicted that the Angels would win the World Series in 2030. And hmm. so... Uh, can we wait that long? <laughs> I'm going to join Barbara in New York. Right. What needs to happen in the meantime to satisfy us until 2030? So we're going to we're going to wrestle with all the really important questions Wednesday on Locked On Angels. We hope you'll be back here on Wednesday with us again. We're doing Monday, Wednesday, Friday shows until pitchers and catchers report. Until Wednesday show, my name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. Thanks for being here with us, and we'll see you right back here on Wednesday.